Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus do this on air Hello and welcome to a, another episode of the Wheel of Time series of the Ranger Ryan Show. And uh, episode two, I just watched episode two today. Episode two, wow. Okay, so you're like fresh. You've yeah. seen it much more recently than I have. Yeah, I watched it today. And I watched, them, um, I watched on my the lunch first break. three so fast. Like, I, get I to, don't know what was in what episode. I get an hour uh, lunch break. Yeah. My office is in the basement. And I just put it on and I just... I said they like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, not enter- I'm not entertained, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought season. I thought episode two was good. I remember liking episode two more than episode one in season two. So, so. that's where Rand was, and he's with some uh, yes, some lady here. Yeah, what she? Which? What's? What, I wrote. She's in one of the questions. Do they but, have a name for her in here? Is it mm-hmm. Celine? Hmm. It is. Yes. Okay. Is she in the book? Yes. That's actually one of my yes. questions. Yes. She's okay. a very important character in the book. And she does come up in book two. She arrives in book two. See, they're trying. They are trying. That, that's the thing. They put a lot of stuff in here. It's like, oh, I know what's going on here. I, I get this. I see what you're doing. And then they mess it up on other stuff. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's a little quixotic. Or maybe I'm just being harsh. I don't know. It's possible I'm just being harsh. Well, I have nothing to compare it to. So he is a candy striper. Yeah, he, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, he's he's shacked up with an older lady. Yeah, so but he everybody thinks he's dead. Uh, yeah, most of the world except for Moraine. Yeah, Moraine is the only one who knows that he did not that he did not die, which is also a massive deviation from the book. Because oh. at this point in book two, he's still with all of his friends. He's still with everybody else. Like Lan is like showing him how to like how to do various. Like moves with the sword, like he gets a lot of sword training from Lan throughout book one and book two. Oh, and I think it actually continues. No, it does not continue in book three. Well, this episode starts out with Lan half dead. You know, yes, and like from his little battle with the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even because, well, what are those called? Uh, th- those are called uh, fades, or in the what? Are, what are the the mirror draw? Dementors. How- yeah, dement- <laughs> basically Dementors, like the Faceless. Uh, they, they have like four different names. I know um, last episode I tried to make him give me Harry Potter version. Yeah, we want to just analogize all this to Harry Potter. Uh, and that, that would probably be fine. But, uh, well, I mean, but, I can't really... So, I mean, like, the Fades are supposed to be hard. super scary and like super difficult to actually fight. And they did an okay job with showing it. But part of it is like when they get healed, when the, when the Ace Sedai heal you, it takes it out of you. Like it's not like you just get healed and you just go bumping back to whatever you were doing. It's like... You are like to the extent that you were healed. If it was a serious healing, you are exhausted. It might take you a week to get back on your feet. 
Hmm. Um, so it's not like you just get healed and you're back in the fight. It's not like that. That's Bungie games. Uh, we still got, uh, you know, Perrin. Perrin tracking through the woods with uh, with these other soldiers, and then uh, the 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 uh, other guy there is that's Elias or Elias. I forget how how you pronounce it. Um, and he's in book one, but I think they got rid of his character in book one. I don't think he uh, for season one. I don't think he's in season one. I'd have to go back and look. But he's also a very important character, although he shows up much more seldom than many of the other things. But he's the same thing that Perrin is. Okay. Um, there's very few of them who are ever born, but he's the same thing that Perrin is. Uh, and, really? Yeah. In terms of like, it's just random humans get this thing, and it's different. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first time we see like a, like a long stretch of him seeing the past. Yeah. And he actually thinks they're there? Uh, he does think they're there. And I think what they're doing is they compress... So this is supposed to be the sniffer. The sniffer sees this stuff. Oh. Um, the sniffer, and sometimes men will see this stuff, but she usually sees the stuff in the future. Or like possibles, possibilities of the, fu- of the future. Hmm. Um, but like they're putting this in here because Perrin will also be able to see things. So she has but the time But it's a different stone. type of thing. So I think they just like combined that. Yeah, basically. She has the time stone. <laughs> Uh, From the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, and then that's Uno. Uno, obviously, just has one eye. It's a good name. No, that's kind of offensive. Yeah, a little bit. Surprised that stayed. So this is all in the book. This is all in in book two. But, um, and I think by this time, uh, Rand and, what is it, who is it? I think it's Rand and Matt are not there with them at this point. There's like... This weird thing that happens in book two where Rand and Matt get separated from everyone else in a very strange way. And I don't want to give anything away if anybody's ever going to read the book. But, okay. Um, uh, it goes back to Rand, the candy striper, uh, <laughs> working in a nursing home? Yeah, yeah. Well, kind of a, an asylum. A, a nutter, nutter house, basically. Oh, I don't think that's a term we use anymore. <laughs> well. Maybe you do in this stitching of the wheel. <laughs> Turning, this turning. Yeah. Oh, turning of the wheel. Yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a wheelhead once. We're <laughs> yeah. So wheel this actually, head. I liked because like they actually show like a little bit of the weaving. You can see like there's different types of the actual magic there, kind of woven together. Uh, they hinted at it in the previous episode, and then they actually show it again in this episode. So it just kind of reinforces it, which is closer to the books. I appreciated that. So. Um, um, again, a lot of dialogue. Um, it's basically Gilmore yep. Girls uh, <laughs> <laughs> medieval time kind of setup, but apparently it's not medieval times, right? It's like no. it's the future. It's the distant, 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 distant future. So like, there's like MacBooks under the ground, mm-hmm. you know, because that's skyscrapers overgrown with uh, ivy yeah. and stuff like that, which yeah. they showed a, a couple of shots of in the uh, first season, which I really liked that they did that because. You could read the entire series without realizing that that's actually kind of what he meant. Was that this is like the distant, distant, distant future. Right. That we, that think, we live in the Wheel of Time. Yeah, but so. I think if they would show more of that, it would be it would, a lot better. Yeah. It could um, be much more interesting. Because I think a lot of people, you know, I know people are considering this high fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, obviously, it is with magic and yeah. castles, and, and all it's these things. it's not Horses. generally super dark until you get to Dumai's Wells, and it's like whoa. Man, but in a way, it could on? be it could be more sci-fi, you know, like yeah. if uh, if they wanted to go that direction because yeah. of the fact that 
you know. There's no reason why all of the magic stuff that happens in here could just be like super, super, super advanced technology that was established beforehand. And yeah, they don't realize they're using genetic technology. Yeah, genetic yeah. tech. Yeah. Um, which I think could lend itself, to be fair, but mm-hmm. they just, you know, they just totally ignore. Yeah. Uh, but you, they, they did show buildings in the first season? They, they There's a couple of shots where, like, in the background, you can see very prominently, there's a couple of shots uh, of, like, skyscrapers that are, like, mostly overgrown, overgrown with, like, uh, wildlife. But you can see that they're skyscrapers, you know? Really? And they're, like, they're really old. That. So it's, like, the, the like basically the skeletal framework hmm. of what's left of skyscrapers. Okay. Uh, we get introduced to another character... Uh, Elaine, mm-hmm. uh, which I will have questions about her. Mm-hmm. Um, She's actually in the first book. R- Rand has an encounter with her in the palace at Camelin in the first book. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, how do you like? How do you tell all these? I mean, it's five hundred pages. You only have eight hours. You right. Know? And it can't all be expositional. It needs to be like some amount of um, uh, like. Uh, adventure so you don't have that much time to actually do what you need to do with this this is once again it's just the constraints are kind of killing it but i do like elaine i I like the casting for elaine uh and i like um i like the the actress's portrayal uh my both of my brothers were like but but she has red hair and i'm like yes in the books she has red hair and i don't know why but both of my brothers thought that she has blonde hair but it's like no she has she has red hair Okay. So, well, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but I do I do agree that she is what was missing in the first episode. I talked about uh, the doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Moraine, who just is mad at the everything. Yeah. You know, and she's like tricking world. people. You know, she's <laughs> yeah. like trying to... She, she gets her rocks off on tricking old guys, giving her <laughs> maps for half price. It's like, this is weird. I actually liked that bit because that is a very Aes Sedai thing to do. Like, they, they kind of have a, a reputation around the world of, like, they speak just carefully enough that they can kind of trick you into getting their way out of you. Because part of the Aes Sedai is that they cannot lie. They actually use, they are, like, magically bound to being incapable of lying. So they're extremely careful with how they speak so that they can get their way. Oh, okay. So, I've never heard that in the show. No. They they just don't address it. And they that would have been nice. It would have been it would have been cool to to let people know to have some like establishment of that in this universe. Well, now I know. Yeah. Now yeah. I know. Like that's talked about at the very beginning of book one when like Rand first gets to town and they're like, "There's like an Ace and nice thing," and and the and he's like, "Really?" And they start talking about this. Um, this the, like the, he starts thinking about this this thing like Ace and I are like they're kind of sneaky folks. He he does not trust her for like the the first nine books or something like. Oh that. wow! It's a long time before he has any actual real trust of her because he's always like she's trying to get her she's trying to get her way out of me. She's trying to manipulate me. Like even if I'm the Dragon Reborn, she's trying to use me for her ends because that's what everyone thinks of Ace and I, and they kind of play into that by playing these word games and playing these manipulation games all the time. So. Okay. Um, well, that is very interesting. I wish that that was brought up. But like I said, um, the entire, I'm going to argue the majority of the first season um, and especially season two, episode one, the show was lacking personality. Yes. And all the characters, it was like 12 Darius, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 
And they're just like... <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. They're just like... And then the rest are all like Daria's friend. And they're yeah. just both... They're all monotone. They, they don't have any yeah. facial expressions. And it's just very odd. And yeah. nobody seems to be happy where they are. Right. And it's like, then leave, yeah. you know? Um and everybody seems to be burdened with something, mm-hmm. right? That's that's exactly that. That's episode one. Um, and then you have this character come in, who obviously comes from a place of privilege, uh, <laughs> which is not which is not helpful. She's the one who doesn't have to make rent, so she's not burdened. So. Right. So she has no. Everything's handed to her. Therefore, she uh, she's happy. She's happy. Which everyone seems to be disgusted by, mm-hmm. which makes me more mad. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like they were kind of playing into the you know right the the, the tropes. So. They were playing into tropes, and you know one of my questions deals with her as well. Okay, now um, who is this character? Who is that? Is that her relative? Uh, that is her son. So, oh, did I miss that? Uh, I think you missed it. It's, it was very odd for me. It's either in this episode or the next one. I'm pretty sure it's in this episode where it's she like be. she says that she's sorry, uh, son. Which is very. This is a very strange thing. This was not in the books, but it makes sense after you told me about uh, their aging and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which like, I knew from the first like, season, it, and so that might be why you might have heard it, but you were like, I must have misheard that. You know, that sort of thing because she does refer to him as son. Um, and so this is a very strange thing to do. For I thought his name Leandrin. was Shun. <laughs> it could be, yeah. Uh, but no, like this is a very strange thing to do with Leandrin because Leandrin, being of the Red Aja, like is supposed to basically hate almost all men. She's like you know Radvem sort of mm. thing. Um, so why would she? Right. How, how does she have a son? How did this happen? She is Leandrin's been an Aes Sedai long enough that like if she were to have a son, this would have been and and he's that age, you know, like in his eighties or something like that. This would have been a son that she had, you know, she she would have been an Aes Sedai for like one hundred and forty years. Hmm. Before she had this son. So like, this is a very strange thing to do in here. And this is not, not a book books. thing? No, this is not a book thing. This was not in the books. And I really? don't know why they Randomly stuck this in Randomly making here. one of the hardest, you know, like... Yeah. Most hardcore female characters. Yeah. And grieving like, the loss of the, her son. Like the main character who's the most driven to find every single man and, and cut down. him yeah. off from yeah. the source. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of what it ha- like what has to be done to do that. Like, so it's not the in the book. Not in the book. That is an Amazon... That is an Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I still, I, you know, I still don't know what they're doing with it. I have no explanation as to where that. Where are you going with this? Yeah, you know, um, apart from like, I guess. So she's such a hard character in the books and in real life that, like, I guess maybe because of what is likely to happen in season two with uh, Nynaeve and uh, Egwene. They need some way to humanize Leandrine so that Nynaeve and Egwene will actually like kind of come along with Leandrine in what she instructs them to do. And I'm, I might be giving a little bit of it away here, but that's okay because some of this is really hard to follow. So that was the only thing I could figure out. It's like maybe they're trying to be like, okay, she saw this human aspect. She saw this aspect of like, this is why she's a hard woman. She's grieving over her son that she can't save. Uh, and she also has her own things, but like she's really torn up about this. It's it's a very strange thing to add. I don't quite know what they're doing with it, um, but you know it is. What and it then is. that one character comes in and says you're like healing him wrong. You're hurting him. It was yeah. very weird. It yeah. was just so odd. 
And then it becomes fairly clear that she's like, no, he can't be healed. I'm just like taking his pain away and I'm ending it for him. And it's like, okay, so like you have to kill your own son because he's got a terminal illness that nothing can be done about and so forth. Right. Yeah. Uh, then we go to Matt, who's uh, you know playing the dating game in jail. Is yeah. he in jail? Is it jail? What no. Is it? So he he's in the White Tower. He's like imprisoned by. He's Leandrine. in the same place. Yeah. So Leandrine wants to find out. Yeah, it's a big tower. It's a really big tower, and that's made clear in the. Place. I haven't seen a so, really wide shot of it. I uh, I think they <laughs> show it briefly in season one, but like you don't know what it is uh, if you, unless you've read the books. Uh, but like he's in the White Tower, he's in prison there. Basically, what's going on is Leandrine is trying to figure out what in the heck is Moraine doing, because some of these men can channel, and I need to find out who they are and stop them because one of them might be the Dragon Reborn. So like Moraine wants control of the Dragon Reborn, Leandrine wants control of the Dragon Reborn. Essentially, all the Eyes to Die like want some amount of control of the Dragon Reborn. Uh, so she's trying to figure out. She's basically imprisoned Matt to try to like interrogate him, like find out what is Moraine doing. And Matt's kind of flippant. Uh, that's one of the things that's nice about Matt's character. Is like he's very much like that in the book. Like he is very like mouthy, flippant, just like DGAF. And you know, um, he he goes and does his own thing frequently just because he's like, I kind of just don't want to be around any of this. So I'm just going to go like I'm going to travel to the next town over and just gamble, and you'll never see me again. And like he he may not show up for another 400 pages, and then he gets brought back in because the um, the pattern essentially like any important character like ends up getting compelled by circumstance and fate to wind up in the thick of things. So that, that's what happens with Matt. Matt mostly wants to gam- gamble and carouse. He's constantly going and like, and he's got like lots of luck. That's part of his thing is like his, his thing is luck. So, uh, he's constantly like going just to like play dice and, you know, get some woman to sit on his knee sort of. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's like so many of these choices are so weird for this show that like he's stuck in the tower here. I have a suspicion they did that because his character in season one splits off before the end of the show because Barney Harris had a breakdown. Barney Harris had to go and they couldn't replace him quickly enough to actually like continue what they wrote of him. So they like, they had to, they were diverted into doing this other thing just because Barney Harris had a mental breakdown. Uh, I hope he's doing okay. I have no idea what happened to him. Uh, he's a really talented kid, but you know he had some kind of mental breakdown and legitimately just did not show up, and nobody knew what happened to him for a while. And it turns out like he was in an institution because he had a breakdown. So um, yeah, that's what's going on with Matt. Min was at a for a period. I don't remember if it was during this book, but Min was imprisoned in the tower because they don't know what to think of her power. They have no idea what to think of it. Oh, and I, okay. I don't know. Have you seen it? Is it is no. it in episode two? No. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think so. I'm Who's... pretty sure in episode three they show a little bit of her power, and like I was saying, she can see the future. That's not the girl that she she doesn't see the future. He's she, with, she sees right? Potential that's not the girl. Futures. He... That's no, not... okay, because she saw the future. Yes. Okay. Yes, but that's because Celine is somebody else. So. No, the, I'm talking about the the girl that um, is in the opposite uh, cell. Yeah, there. that's that's men. That's men. That's oh, men. okay. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. in it. She's yeah. in it. She saw yeah. him killing uh, Rand in the yeah. future. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, like, she sees possible futures. And sometimes she'll see several possible futures for a person. Time stone. Yeah. Okay. Time stone. All right. Yeah. Time stone again. <laughs> um, so I did pause it at uh, this point, the 39-minute mark. Because, again, people in circles talking is back. Yeah. Yeah. 
And mostly the talk doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. This takes up so much time. The only thing that they do here is they talk about how um, Moraine picked Lan as a warder, which was supposed to be covered in the prequel. But so what happened with the prequel book is that he was supposed to write a trilogy of those. He kind of got bored writing the actual series because it had been planned out for years and he was just kind of slogging through a lot of the politics. Some of the middle books get a little rough. They're a little bit tough to read because it's just a bit too much politics and not enough happening. But he decided to write this prequel trilogy and then finish the series. And he got through the first book and then he passed away. And he didn't have enough notes written about what what was going to happen in the other two prequel books that nobody was able to complete those books but he did have enough written huh. and enough he had discussed the, the the resolution of the tale of the of the whole series with the uh publishing company enough that like there was enough there that they were able to finish the series it was originally supposed to be one more book and then brandon sanderson got a hold of it and was like there's no way this is one more book and also i'm brandon sanderson so i don't know how to write short things which is not true he does know how to write short things brandon sanderson is amazing i just finished another one of his books last night he's awesome so happy with how he finished the series but he it ended up being three like really long books um but it's a great great resolution could couldn't be happier with the books so okay um, so i think they stuck this in here regarding the origin story of moraine and lan just because you know we kind of want that like how did how did you even like how did this even get set up and like you see all these ace to die with warders but like and he's like is he like the 15th no. You know what I mean? Uh, she is actually quite young as Ace Sedai. Oh, is she? she? Okay. She's only been an Ace Sedai for like 22 years. She doesn't feel that way. No. Okay. No. Um, and like, that was a surprise to me. I had finished the entire series of the books and then went and read the prequel later. And I was quite surprised to read in the prequel that she is only just becoming an Ace Sedai. Like, she just gets made an Ace Sedai around the exact same time that Rand is born. So she's oh, okay. like made an Ace Sedai seventeen years before the first book starts. So she's like, she's, she's like thirty something. Uh, and Lan, so like most warders are like, they're um, you know, uh, uh, they're, they're like they they were kind of royal um, kin in whatever land that they came from, and they decided, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I'm going to go and train at the White Tower, and some Ace Sedai will pick me to be a warder, and I will be a warder. Like, that's what I'm going to do with my life. And so they go and they train. And that's what they do. And then the aides to die, you know, who need a warder or multiple warders will like, okay, do you want to be my warder? And they, you know, yes or no, they work that out. Lan is different. Lan uh, is, um, he is somebody from up north. His nation was essentially overrun and destroyed Hmm. by Trollocs years before. And all the people of that nation kind of just dispersed and are just refugees. And there's like, they're scattered. There's not very many of them left. And he's one of the few warriors who fought in those last battles. And Moraine ends up coming across him. And I don't remember exactly what the whole thing was supposed to be. He doesn't, they don't even get to the point where Moraine and Lan talk to each other in the first prequel book. He's just, it is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Kind of setting that up, and then the other two books we're going to deal with uh, her selecting and getting land 
to be her warder. But like at the same time, like this whole war with the the Isle or the Aiel, as Jordan wants it to be said, uh, is going on. And like there's this mass chaos throughout the land because they're such fierce warriors, which you got a little glimpse of in one of like the opening sequences for one of the episodes in season one. Like they're extremely fierce warriors, even the women, and uh, that's part of why Land or part of why Rand is like is tall and has red hair. It's because he's actually uh, he's actually his father. Uh, adopted him because he was birthed on a hillside and like you see his mother in uh, an episode of season one like fighting and you see that she this woman's pregnant and she just manages to kill these other soldiers and then she goes into labor and like that's essentially like where Rand comes from um, and that that plays a couple of impo- important roles in the book and I was really happy when they did that especially because kind of hokey as it is to have this this uh, you know fierce woman warrior it's very clearly presented in the books and they did a really good job of presenting it in the show as well so like i'm just giving a ton of backstory because like there's so much here that's worth talking about that the well, it show, makes the show better if you yeah. knew some of it yeah if you know if some of this it's like that that actually is but kind if you of know a cool too scene. much you don't like the show because yeah. it's like because you're like well what is it why are you doing none, this, none of why, this matters. why does like, she have a little yeah. boy why, why are we sitting old. here talking about yeah why yeah why is she 80 years older than this yeah, yeah. um so with uh what's her name Egwene. Egwene and Elaine. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really. Which is why I'm like, no, it's Egwene. It's Egwene, Elaine. Egwene and Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really think they're, I don't know if it, their relationship was like this in the books, but mm-hmm. they're really trying to pull off uh, a Wednesday vibe. I don't know. I know you didn't watch Wednesday on Netflix. I'm not even sure um, what that would be referring Wednesday to. Wednesday Adams. Uh, they did a TV show. Okay. About Wednesday Adams. She goes to this prep school. Oh, okay. And she's Wednesday Adams. Yeah. Negative, whatever. Yeah. And uh, she gets partnered, roommated with someone who's super bubbly mm. and super positive. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Oh, okay. Were they next door neighbors in this whole situation? Yes. It was like this. Yeah. It was It was kind of like this. And, and Egwene is not like morose. In this, she's fairly morose. It is like... Uh, but like in the books, she's more... She's, she, in the books, she's like... <laughs> She's pretty excited and she's pretty scared and she's overwhelmed. She is super. She's negative. like she's very overwhelmed by just by like how I didn't know cities could be this large. That sort of thing. She's super you know? negative. In yeah, the she's show. Su- she's super negative, super morose, and like she's got this weird thing where like she and Nynaeve are like not seeing eye to eye, which I think that happens in the books too. But like it's it's all it's I don't know. They, I just I feel like it it's doesn't not, even feel just not working super well. Yeah, it doesn't in feel the, in the show. There's so like, many. Oh, oh, they love Nynaeve, and it's like no, they like they're kind of torturing her because she can't access the source, which is another thing that happens in the in the books. So, like, she can't just call it up on command. Everyone else can, right? But Nynaeve's got some kind of block, is what you find out. So, okay, um, these action sequences, I tell you, um, if you're watching it in the daytime, mm-hmm. you can barely see half of it. Yeah. Like it's this is dark. shot so dark, yeah, and the lighting is so poor, and everybody wearing the same color clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of them being donned in you know full clothing, like arms, legs, feet, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're in a dark place with dark clothes, all I see is like the shine of the weapon. It was just like it was a bad. Yeah, it was like what's scene. going on? Yeah, not um, to mention the fact that like it's yet another. And then the ladies with the gazoos in their mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I'll tell you. I don't like that they made it pacifiers. I wish they had stuck with leashes. They were supposed to be leashes, and there's a good reason. For I can that. see that being problematic, though. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's women who control them. It's not it's not men. So. Well, still, control period is not a good look. <laughs> now with um, you know this whole thing, I don't know. I was just like not into this, and I should be. Right? It's an yeah. action scene. You're supposed to feel like, oh, this is really you important. You literally have, yeah. how many minutes? You literally have 59 minutes of talking around campfires <laughs> or talking in dorm rooms. Yeah, or talking in or classrooms. Or talking in bed. Yeah, talking like, in bed. Yeah. It's just like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm sitting there an hour and you finally get to like this, like, supposed to be like BA scene. Yeah. And, right? And, and I can barely see it. And it's also just kind of a standard, like, oh, another soldier will arrive at the moment that I am oh, ready what to do you fight know? you. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like, can we just once have a realistic fight where it's like, you know, yes, you are hacking and slashing, but you're getting crowded out and like it's literally people are being cut down because you're being crowded around. Yeah. It's was, not like, just like, oh, there's like five guys coming here in. Was take Klee, them one at a time. Here was Clee and then Shay came in. Yeah. And then it was basically yeah. every cliche and action then, film And I've then it's seen. like, okay, maybe we've won. And then it's like, well, why did they even send in the foot soldiers then? It was yeah. an hour-long soap opera with a fight scene at the end. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a Mortal Kombat-inspired sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, it was very weird, especially because of the makeup and stuff. It was just like, what am I watching? Yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, I was completely checked out. I was happy we got to go back to the nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't care too much for like the return of the descendants of Arthur Hawkwing. What? That's what the that's what those are. That's what the Shanchen are. It's like the, the... no, not really. That's the guy. I like that's the guy from the end of the f- yeah season one, right? Mm-hmm. That's Asmodian. I liked his the beginning when he was talking to the little girl. Remember that? Is, is that Asmodian? That's Ishamel. I always get that wrong. Remember when he was talking to the little girl in the beginning yeah. of this episode? That was cool. That was that was like man. he's like the only good character so far. Yeah, <laughs> which is really annoying. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if he's the only good character so far, but like for me, it is for like if you know the books, there you can appreciate some of the other characters. But it's like it's a little it's a little tough. It's like. It's like chewing leather a little bit yeah, to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's really good. He's great. Whoever that guy is. I don't know. What's his uh, name? Fares Fares. That's an interesting Fares, name. Fares Fares? Fares. Yeah, it's Fares Fares. Fares, yeah. Uh, he's really he's good. He's really good. Yeah. I like him. Uh, I kind of want to see him in, in like more Shakespearean style stuff. I think no, he's got a good... Really cool. He's got a good... Uh, yeah, he has a really good... Uh, he has a really good look. I don't know what he looks like without a beard, but like with a beard, Keep man, the beard. He's killer. Keep the beard. Um, so episode two, Strangers and Friends, which I put with benefits because of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, because all the creepy sexual stuff. Yeah, with Rand. I don't, it's, it's like, why are we always in bed? Uh, okay. Are you going to ask about Yeah, five questions. No, okay. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not... Kind of. The first question is, is Celine in the books or is this an Amazon Lightning deal? She is in the books. Okay. She's very important in the books. Uh there, there's no consummation, to my knowledge. To me, that's books. all they did. But like, it's not like this. Uh, okay, so in the books, in the Great Hunt, uh, Rand and I believe it's Matt. I'm pretty sure it's Matt. Rand and Matt are sleeping with this whole group of people who are like trying to find this murderer that using the sniffer, which is what Perrin's doing right now, right? Yeah. And while they're sleeping, they happen to sleep around a uh, a stone. I forget Jordan had a term for, it, but he had he. He's sleeping around this stone that is magically um, enchanted or something. And because he's so powerful, he accidentally, while he's asleep, uses the source and uses the stone. And he and Matt end up in a basically what you could say is a parallel universe. Things look fairly different. 
the the rest of their people aren't there and they no longer are in the regular universe. They are in this other parallel universe and they have to get to the next one of these stones to be able to escape it. And mm. there's this whole thing. And she shows up there and he's like, why are you here? Like, there's nobody else here. Like, what's going on? And she's like, she's written as this like unbelievably good looking woman who's like, seems like you could never actually approach her. But like they, like she seems like she's interested in him in him and he doesn't quite know what to do with it because he's 17 and a half years old and she looks like she's like 30 or something like that. Um, but there's no consummation or anything like that. And I don't really want to give anything away. No, no, yeah, don't, don't do um, that. But, like, uh, it, it's it's really well done in the books. And this is just, like, I, I mean, I know what you're doing here, but, like, what is this, you know? Yeah. Uh, so. um, well, anyway. Uh, question two. Why is Adelaide's? Is that Ad- right? Adelaide's? Adelaide's? Who are we talking about? What does this character do? She's, like... Is just rude to everyone. She's uh, who's she with? Is she in the tower? No, she's with um, Moraine. Moraine, yeah. She's one of the sisters. She's yeah, the older okay. one. Why is she so savage? And why is Lane so weak? Uh, Lan. Lan. Why is Lan so? What did weak? I say? Lan. Lan. Uh, I was was the was their recovering in this episode? Yeah. Okay. That's why he was so weak. Okay. Was because they're like... But I, how would I know healing. that? Yeah, exactly. You, you hadn't read the book, so you have no idea. She's also fairly weak, but it doesn't come across as well as his death. Like, he seems like he's on almost on the verge of death. He's so tired. Yeah. Um, so, like, they did a good job with that in terms of bringing the So, book who is she? Is she, like, the... She's just, like, another sister who is, like, senior enough that she doesn't have, she doesn't have okay. to answer to anyone. Because she looks older than everyone, and I thought they were all supposed to look the same age. Yeah, they're all supposed to look ageless. Uh, but they but don't, they're all they supposed to look like in their whatever third. Yeah, like they're all supposed ones. to look like they're roughly in their thirties, right? But even if they're, they're, they might be two hundred years old, you know. Uh, there's one sister, but who, she doesn't. No, she looks like she's like you know in her sixties. So. Well, she has that white stripe. Yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, okay, good to know. Uh, let's see. One, two. Question three. The costumes are very confusing. Uh, there's a point where Rand is wearing flannel, mm-hmm. and then we got people in armor. Mm-hmm. And then we got a huge gap in setting and reality. Is that also in the book, or do they even talk about clothes like they do? You know, like is huge, it so obvious in a TV show? Huge gap in setting and reality. Like, where was that? Well, no, what, just what are you talking? because of the clothes. I'm oh, literally okay. only talking about yeah. So, like, costume design. So, this is one of the things that was a little bit difficult for some people. There was a point where he was dressed like the brawny man. Yeah, and it goes to another place, and the guy's in full knight armor. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like. Something. <laughs> this is confusing. Well, okay, so, but like, I, I mean, there is, they are telling stories all over. I understand know, that. Thing. I understand. But uh, it does, it does seem a bit, a bit much. But that was one of the things Jordan would talk about frequently. Is like you, he would give you indications as to who somebody is and what they're trying to do with the the clothing that they're wearing and what they look like and so forth. Okay, I just so like didn't know would, if there was a better explanation in the books because something survived a stitch or whatever you want to call it, or turning right. of the wheel. Yeah, yeah, things survived like flannel, <laughs> <laughs> and then they went back but, to. But they also have like full night regalia. Yeah, night, yeah. night regalia. We started from scratch. Yeah, but with flannel. Right. So with Rand, he's basically just kind of blend in as like one of the peasants. That's basically what he's doing. That's not no. The, the peasants have like like just cloths and yeah, gauze. It's like linens. But you know. he there was a scene where he had like a button up 
yeah. flannel shirt. And right. I was like, am I supposed to click on this to order it on Prime? <laughs> is this some sort of uh, product yeah. placement? Is this uh, that was while they were at Amazon the party, Basics right? flannel? That was while they were at the party, right? I think so. Yeah. So like that that's because he's like dressing up for this party. <laughs> Because it's like, so well, we've seen Celine dress up before, and it's be like, important. you know, yeah. it's like regal. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the brownie man blue. <laughs> yeah. It's blue. I think it was blue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But they, they combed his fluffy hair. But do they talk about clothing a lot of yeah. the books? They yeah, Jordan. A lot of a lot of people think Jordan is like overly descriptive. I okay. think I think it's pretty good for the most part. There's a couple of books where it becomes a bit much. Uh, number four. This show has the worst lighting. Agree or disagree? <laughs> Uh, you know, we watched, we watched, we did a whole season. Yeah. You guys can go into the uh, archives and listen to our House of the Dragon coverage. Right. Um, that whole show was basically shot by fire. And we right. watched the behind the scenes where they're like, you know, using light, mm-hmm. you know, like mirrors to reflect said fire. But it's actual firelight. It's actual fire. Yeah. And we were like, okay, the show's a little dark. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, there's a reason. Yeah. Like they're shooting it in an actual castle in yeah, Scotland. It's supposed to look like a castle. There's no magic light. <laughs> they're in you know. a castle. Yeah. It's, it's, you know? it's the electrified castle. Yeah. <laughs> so when we watched that, we had a different idea. Yeah. But this show, it's just like, I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of got a muddled, like, it's ambience, not even, yeah, but yeah. it's like it's not clear where the light is coming from, but it's you know some of it's synthetic, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the worst lighting ever. Although for a TV show, maybe it is. I don't know. It's don't it's see. a bit of a mess. So. And uh, last question, question five. I'm going to assume Elaine is evil. Is that correct? No. Okay. Because she fits the mold for modern audiences. Uh, yeah. To be the evil character. Yeah, because of the privilege thing. Uh, and also, I mean, that actress is very, she's very beautiful. But if you wanted to do something and, like, indicate some amount of, like, subterfuge evil with those eyes, you could. She has the right eyes for it. Uh, but no, her character is good all the way through. She becomes a, a really important and helpful good. character. Good, because she's uh, the only thing I like so far. She, her and that guy. She, like, slowly throughout the series, like, takes off the regality so okay. Like she okay. she goes from being like this. She does want to be an, an ace Sedai, but she doesn't know if she has enough uh, ability, so to speak. Even though she knows she has the power, she just doesn't know if she can control it well enough to actually use it properly. So she wants to be an ace Sedai, but she's she grew up as like being a child of royalty, and slowly throughout the series, she kind of becomes more of a scholar and ends up like being full ace Sedai by that point. So. Um, yeah, like Elaine does have a large transformation throughout the series, uh, but she does not become an evil character at any point. Um, and uh, that would be an interesting thing to do because you could do that with a different turning of the wheel. You could have different characters turning to the darkness. The only one that would truly end the pattern is if Rand turns the darkness. If Rand turns the darkness, the pattern all comes apart. So, um, but no, Elaine does not ne- does not ever become. Uh, evil. She's actually she actually becomes a really a really good character in many ways. Okay, good because I don't so. want to see her gone because yeah. so far she's really the only beacon of light <laughs> yeah, as she's... far as positivity yeah. that we have. And she's like she's different than everyone else because uh, everyone else really is this very intense, morose, like, oh my gosh. conniving sort I'm of. I'm just waiting. I mean, where is? I don't know. Is am I going to get? You've seen season episode three. Yeah, I've seen episode three. Yeah. Is there? Some more characters? Maybe something to help? Uh, 
I don't think you're going to like... I think you're going to like see episode three less than episode two. Um, okay. Right. And I, I, I like episode three less than episode two, but we can talk about that once you've seen it. Uh, but no, I would not say that there's that they do more. We can't have characters. one positive character. At least Rings of Power, you know, we had, um, you know, most of the main characters were very just serious. Yeah. Right. It's not yeah. a comedy show. Yeah. Right. You're allowed. But you at least had. Not on purpose anyway. You just had lighthearted <laughs> moments with um, just several characters yeah. in that show. Yeah. And. It's still a bad show, but they at least there, there had... was a fair bit of comedic stuff in there. Yeah, it was just, like just joking joy. around. Yeah, we just joking need a little bit of joy. No, normal life, you know, so to speak, right. because life is a is a supposed to be a broad spectrum of experiences. It shouldn't all just be this intense thing. If it is all this intense thing, then you're going to end up a depressive. And who wants to watch that show? We we yeah. are, yeah, <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> all right. So next week, um, I will watch episode three. Mm-hmm. Uh, following week we'll go to four yeah um and we'll just keep on keeping on yeah you know we'll see how this see if i survive <laughs> see if you make it through um but i'm sure i'll have more and more questions as mm-hmm. we continue and i kind of like this format where most of it i'm just i'm addressing a little bit of what the show does but i'm more just like filling in what what is what no what please it, do what was the books like what was the books covering because the books to me were like really important and i know there's a lot of things about the books like that i missed because i've only read them once uh, supposedly when you read them the second time, they're even better because you know enough about the characters and the story that you're able to pay oh, attention to more details. Oh, I noticed when I paused it, it tried to sell me a book. Did it really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think it was at the very end. It was when, a, when he's back in the, uh, the no, asylum. during the credits, during the credits, it oh, was trying to really? sell me a book in the credits. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to pop up again. No, shoot. Yeah. It was like trying to like, Oh, get the book. And it wasn't like, oh, no, I think, was that it? Yeah, shop the store. There it is. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, get the book. What? Which one is it? The, the Great, Great Hunt. It's book two of The Great Hunt. Book two. Yeah. Okay. So they're trying to sell me books. What's uh, that book? So, the first one? Uh, oh, just merch. Shop the store. It's just merch. Yeah. So another thing that they could have. I was kind of looking, when they announced the show, the one thing I knew I would was looking forward to was, They'll re-release the whole series with like an Amazon. Yeah, with those covers. There's the cover right there. Yeah, I know, but those are garbage. Like, I want something that's beautiful on the shelf, not something oh, that's hard, like, like a... something that's not like that's not just timely for right now. Yeah, I would like a leather bound, right? Yeah, like yeah, something yeah. N- something nice. Maybe next week. Um, one of the things Brandon Sanderson's the guy who finished the series after Robert Jordan died, and he's by all accounts like the Tolkien of our age. Um, that might be saying a little bit much, and I know Brandon would be like, eh. That's not what I'm going for. <laughs> You're allowed to have your opinion, though. Uh, but he, like he, he writes more than anyone I've ever seen in my life, and it all ends up being compelling and good. Not all of it's amazing, but enough of it's amazing that it's like he's just something else. But um, last year he did a Kickstarter campaign because during COVID, uh, all of the the comic cons and stuff were shut down. And because he just writes to relax, he had all this extra time in his schedule. So he wrote four books on the side that were like outside of his plan of his books. And he kickstarted those as leather bound copies. Because it was like, well, I don't have contracts on these books. That's kind of outside of my publication schedule. He was keeping the publication schedule for all his other series besides. So they were just like, yeah, let's just do this on Kickstarter. And it became a huge Kickstarter. And I subscribed to it. And... So I got these leather-bound books. I had three of the four. So like, it was like every three months, we'll send out another one of these books. Mm. And they, I mean, it's like truckloads of these books that they've been sending out. It's lots. Uh, and they are 
beautiful books. Like, just amazing quality in terms of these things. I finished the first one last night. I was much later than everyone else starting these. I have three of the four. Uh, and they're just really compelling books and just beautiful designs. And I was looking forward to, like, a Wheel of Time that way. And then they just put out, like, they just take, like, a, a, a promo shot from the TV show and, like, slap it on a paperback and put it out there. And it's like... Yeah. <sighs> It's it's such a bummer. Give it it's time. Like, there are Give so many time. misses. Yeah, I'll, I'll let them have a few more turns of the wheel. Because like my biggest thing <laughs> with uh, the Fallout series is I'm hoping some merch. You know, yeah, like yeah, some so good merch. There could be some really cool merch. Um, yeah, and Fallout's kind of geared to that. Yeah, there's like lots of trinkety merch stuff in right. Fallout, and so. there's they already have a lot of stuff. And you know, I'm I'm a big Fallout guy, so I mean that's kind of why I'm doing this series, just because I want to continue to track Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've they've made some mistakes, mm-hmm. you know. They've they've done apparently Prime wrong. has been struggling to an extent, which too. I which I don't want to see yeah. because I want to make sure the future is bright. But therefore, you know, there's some really good content. Like Upload is a great show. Upload Upload is great. Okay, um, Terminal List is good. What was that one with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz? That was was Peripheral. Was that any good? I never watched. I kept but seeing it's on my list. It's on that, my list. So. Um, after I finished the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing on Netflix, like, <laughs> that's just, it's a very. I forgot you're watching. That. Uh, but next week's going to be kind of a difficult week. I'm going to be very tired. I do have to do uh, some commuting before work, uh, and then so, after. Yeah, and then after work, <laughs> uh, and then when I say commuting, it's it's over. A, it's, like, know, it's like a 14 hour day. Yeah. So um, the next day is when you'll come over and we'll record. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I might be a little groggy. I might be a little negative. I might be like characters of this show, but nonetheless. <laughs> I'm gonna have to carry the carry the episode. Nonetheless, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna have a fake smile on my face, <laughs> and more questions for JT about the Wheel of Time series. So, thank you as always yeah, for listening. I'm more than happy to talk about yeah, Wheel of Time, and everybody, thank you for for listening to me ramble about it too. I know right. some of you out there are like, oh, we're, you're lear- wrong we're all about learning that. together. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The more you know. All right. Until next time. See you next time.